Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and just get started now, and then I'll go ahead and repost this. That way you can get to your day and put an hour into this, or roughly right at an hour. So, Okay. okay. Due to technical difficulties, we are doing this mainly on Zoom. We are not going Facebook Live at this point. Uh, however, today is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. We have special guest Chris Wilkins from So Fresh and So Clean in Southwest Florida, Naples to be exact. Uh, and before we get started, I wanted to say happy, happy Cinco de Mayo to all of my Latino friends from South Florida, East Coast, all the way to the West Coast out in California for all of you that I know and cherish deeply with our friendships. Have fun, don't drink too much. However, <laughs> and that goes for us too that are on here. <laughs> However, our special guest today, this is Reflection Artist number 27, number 27, Reflection Artist Live podcast. Like I said, we have special guest Chris Wilkins, uh, so fresh and so clean detailers out of Naples, Florida. And we're gonna dive into his journey. He's been uh, in business almost five years now. He's been involved in the industry for a little over three years. Uh, he's gone to quite a few trainings. He's invested in the industry on investing in himself by going out and getting more education in the craft and business side of detailing. So we want to go ahead and dive into, you know, how Chris got started, where he started at and uh, what's brought him to where he's at today. So Chris, thank you for coming on and uh, I'll hand over the mic to you and give us a little background on how you got started in this wonderful world of detailing. All right. So thanks for having me. Um, it's funny. So I've always been very detail oriented, um, very anal. Um, I like everything clean. Everything has a spot, you know, but I never related that to detailing. Um, the way the how I got into detailing was um, I was working like a warehouse job, driving a forklift, you know, just not the greatest uh, environment, you know, um, and I ended up losing that job. And when I was looking for another job, I found a detailing job and it seemed like a relaxed environment. You know, there's music playing in the shop in the background. I'm like, okay, this seems like a, you know, uh, kind of, you know, it just seems like a good fit. I'm like, let me try this out. So I took the job and, um, within two, three weeks, it was like the first job I felt comfortable doing on my own without someone having to give me constant instructions. Um, Excuse me. And when was this as far as like the year time frame? This was, I will say, 2016 about. Um, this is like when I first got into, you know, I hadn't done detailing when I was younger. You know, this is uh, all fairly recent. Um, and when I took this detailing job, the guy was writing me bad checks. He didn't have any money. Um, and so... I ended up making my own business cards. I went on Vistaprint. I was like, you know, hey, I'm comfortable doing this. You know, I think that I could do this. And so I would leave cards on people's cards. And, you know, and that's essentially how I got started. You know, I was doing it part time on the weekends. 
And it got to the point where people started calling through the week. And I'm like, hey, I can make 300, $400 today. You know, it's going to take me half the week to make that. Like, I'm, I'm calling off of work, you know. And uh, with the guy barely paying me to begin with, you know, it seemed like that was the way to go at the time. So real quick, not to, not to backtrack, but I'm just double checking right now because this Zoom, we've had some technical difficulties and it's just now telling me that we are live on Facebook. So I want to see if that's, <laughs> I want to see how official that is and where exactly okay. we're live at. Uh, that way I can know um, that we are streaming. So just give me one second here, Chris. Yeah, of course. So I did go live with our last one. We're gonna do this. Nice. That's okay. We've got time, so keep it rolling. <laughs> and I want you to pick up from where you left off. I just want to make sure that we're on the right page doing this. Okay. When make some small talk here because last time it was preparing and i have this little thing up in the screen that says live and preparing uh -huh. so we'll dig a little bit more into that so go let's go let's go prior to that let's go prior to you in detail what other jobs have you um had you know because like for example with me like other jobs that i had prior to getting into detail and own the detail business i feel like in some way shape or form have contributed to be in a better detailer or having an eye for detailing. Like I did painting, I did refinishing on pool decks, I did woodwork, okay. you know, is there any jobs that you can think of that you had that may have contributed? Uh, I, I, I probably had one of everything, you know, I, I was, I never really kept a job long-term that I really liked. You know, I worked a lot of uh, warehouse jobs. I drove a forklift. I had a Bobcat license. Um, I actually worked for the, for the government. I made propellers for submarines for the Navy. Oh, wow. I used, to, I used to have a security clearance, the whole nine. Yeah. My neighbors got like papers in the mail to make sure I wasn't a terrorist. And <laughs> my, my, my dad got me in there cause he worked for the department of defense. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that any of them really, uh, it's more of a personality trait. You know, I've always been kind of just, you know, everything has a spot. I'm very, you know, uh, it takes, I, I never sit down and get comfortable. I'm always moving around. I'm just very active, you know, so this was like my calling. So once, once you got some feelers for working for a different company and seeing that you can make good money and you didn't have somebody standing over your shoulder, kind of hounding you, you know, what, what made you decide to make that move to do this yourself and be your own boss? <sighs> So uh, at first, like I said, I was doing it on the weekends, you know, and then it started be, to become more. And I was using my wife's minivan and I had a trunk organizer. I had a, a shop vac. I had, you know, towels, all my chemicals I bought. I think the, the first thing I bought was on chemical guys. I bought a torque polisher with our compound set and I spent like 250 on a credit card, you know. So I'm like, hey, look, if this backfires, like it's it's nothing, you know. And so I, I had her van and I would go to people's house. I'd hook up my hose to their hose bib. And, and I started off doing high-end cars mainly. So I'm washing like Rolls Royces and stuff like, you know, and it's just kind of a, a funny feeling, but 
uh, as I noticed that became more of a serious thing where, you know, neighbors of neighbors are wanting more my service. And, you know, I started to just slowly invest more into myself, uh, bought a truck, you know, we bought a detailing skid, you know, um, and that's I, I the started, truck that you currently have that has all the vinyl on it. No, well, uh, I have two now I have two F one fifties, but no, the one that I originally had was a black one and it started off with putting magnets on the side of it and then, uh, outgrew the magnets and then we had it lettered and, you know, just kind of slowly turned it into a more professional thing, uh, as well as like attending trainings and excuse me, and going down that whole avenue, you know, uh, that's been a huge benefit as well. So when, you know, with your area in Naples, um, uh -huh. that's an area that has a lot of luxury vehicles. There's a lot of, you know, higher income households in that area. Uh, uh -huh. And that's, and that's hit or miss across Florida, you know, knowing that being a Floridian, but as you obviously get further into South Florida, you start to get that, that West Palm and down, it, it tends to be that way. Right. Um, let's explain you know, the differences because you do get a lot of high-end clientele. Well, let's explain that that clientele is still no different than the common clientele when it comes to pricing and, and services on how they want to question why they're paying this much and, and all that. Explain to how that's all still relative and, and equal, regardless of it being a Rolls-Royce or a Toyota Camry customer. Exactly. And I, I agree. I have the same outlook on that. I mean, Personally, I charge the same thing to wash a Honda Civic as I do a Rolls Royce. You know, a car is a car, a sedan is a, is a sedan, an SUV is an SUV. You know, um, yeah, I wanted to, to be more on like the high end luxury side, of course. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, but I also don't want to scare off people who don't have that, you know, because there is a lot of high income people here that are seasonal that come down here for in the wintertime when it's cold, wherever they're at you know so in the winter time here is like a seasonal you know it floods with a lot of uh people for vacation and and people who want to just be here because of the warm weather so yeah. that's our that's our busy time here um but yeah i mean you know a car is a car you know i mean yes there are uh, a rolls might be a little more expensive than your typical you know, Honda or whatever, but you're doing the same amount of work. You know, you're cleaning the rims, you're dressing the tires, you're wiping the door jams, you're vacuuming yeah. it. I mean, I, same, I don't really same surface, different brand. <laughs> yeah. I don't see how you can, I mean, you can maybe justify it to a certain extent, especially with maybe some supercars or something. And you're having to use more things like drying towels and this and that and air compress it. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I like to just think that I'm like an average guy. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not out to kill anybody. I, I just want to make an honest living and, you know, and uh, I've been fortunate. Stay busy doing it. Yeah. You know, and I've been fortunate because like you said, I'm in a good area. So I kind of started out with these things and just kind of continue to expand my knowledge from cars to boats to now we're doing airplanes and, you know, just on to the next thing, you know, just trying to do more and more. Good deal. So we are officially live on Facebook now with the right oh, nice. Facebook page and everything there. So we had some technical di difficulties for those of you that may be watching from Facebook. Just a real quick rundown. This is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 27. We have Chris Wilkins uh, out of Naples, Florida with So Fresh and So Clean Detailers. 
Uh, again, he's been in the industry uh, for at or right around five years. Um, or I'm sorry, in business for right at or around five years and in the industry for three plus. So we're just kind of going into the background. If you didn't catch the first part due to the technical difficulties, you'll be able to catch up with this uh, on the podcast platforms or on YouTube. So getting back to everything now, Chris, with, with everything that you have going on, you know, that type of clientele, it's, it, it can be demanding, right? You know, they could have higher expectations, but all, a lot of them too tend to be careless. You know, they're going to get another vehicle. So a lot of them, a lot of them are just like, yeah, do whatever. So how do you, how do you deal with that in the mentality? Because of, it is a different mentality. You know, the common person that works, you know, nine to five that, that holds on to every penny, you know, yeah. that's a couple of paychecks away from, you know, it being hurtful if they miss one. You know, they yeah. look at everything to get value as there were some people that have additional income or extra capital. It's, it's more of a passing thing, right? They get the item just to have it. And then as soon as they feel they don't want it no more, they get a new one and that's with <laughs> vehicles, right? So how yeah. do you deal with that in your market? Um, you know, everybody's different, you know, as far as people go, I mean, some of that clientele, like you said, they're going to get a new car every two years. So it's like, yeah, they might be an ideal customer for like a weekly, bi-weekly hand wash schedule or something, because really that's all they just want it to look clean on the outside. You know, they don't really care to have it ceramic coated because they're not going to have it for more than two years. And, you know, they don't care if it gets scratched and they use them. And so, you know, there's that type of person. But then there's also the person who wants everything coated, the interior, the glass, the wheels. And, you know, so it's kind of, you know, you just have to pick and choose feel everybody out, you know. Um, Did you understand that in your first year of business or were you trying to get feelers for that? <laughs> How did that uh, work out? In my, in my first year of business, I was trying to impress everyone. You know, I was hand washing cars for $25 uh, a car. And it was actually my very first luxury customer, Sean, with, he has a Rolls Royce, a Ferrari, a Range Rover, and he had a 53 Buick Skylark at the time. He was one of my nice. first customers and he wanted me to do them cars on a weekly basis. And I, I told him I was $25 a car. And he was like, that's not enough. He's like, you need to charge more. And I was like, well, I don't know. Well, you know, he's like, what do you think you should be charging? And I was like, I don't know, 30, 35 bucks. He's like 35. He's like, we're going to pay 125 every week to do these three cars. And that's what you should be charging everyone else. And literally it was, he helped me literally like change my, you know, and put my, my prices in place. And, you know, as the customer, you would think he's wanting a discount and he was actually wanting to just pay a fair price and not see me get taken advantage of, which was really nice. And, that's so you know, respectable. It's, it's people like that who have helped shaped me in my business and just, you know, it's it, people like you. I remember talking with you last year and I was in a growth moment or wanting to grow. And you said to me, you can't keep running around washing cars, you know, yourself all the time. You're going to have to rather delegate that and have somebody else wash the cars. And you're going to have to focus on the bigger things if you want to grow. And now finally, like we're, we're past that point. And like, I see exactly what you were saying. And, you know, it's just kind of funny to see it all play out, you know? That's cool. And thank you. Yeah. But Let's talk about too, you know, with, with your first year and, and getting uh, your head wrapped around everything with the business side, what amplified you to want to be in a position where you want to learn more? I mean, you, you said you've taken some training courses, you know, give me a rundown on, on the, on the training courses, how you discovered them, 
and what value you saw in each in each individual one? Because I know you've got quite a few under your belt at this point. So uh, I'm pretty obsessive. If for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm like, I like something, I, I find something and I'm boom, I'm all in. And so when I started looking around into detailing online and Facebook, I'm starting to come across people like, you know, like you and, and Barry Field. And I'm like, oh, what are these people doing? What are they into? Boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, I'm just, I got feelers out everywhere. So um, when I bought my detailing skid, we bought it from a company called Right Look. I had a few issues with the skid. And so due to that, they said, hey, come to our training. You know, uh, we'll give it to you at a super discounted price due to the frustration you had with the system, blah, blah, blah. Went and did a training with them. It was at that training that I learned ceramic coating. And this They're was people over there, too. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were great. The guy, Steve, he, I think he's the owner. Um, but so this was uh, about a year and a half into business. So I didn't know how to do ceramic coating at this point. So I learned that from that training. And then, you know, that has brought that's changed everything. You know, that was the first training I went to. Then I found out about uh, Rennie Doyle. Somebody was like, if I ever was going to go to a training, Rennie Doyle would be the only person I'd let train. So I'm like, OK, this guy must be a really good dude, whatever. I looked into him, went to his training and I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's for real. And it was really good, intense training. Uh, even as someone who had a few years experience, you know, I still was like, wow. Um, after that, I went to one locally here in Wikiwaki, Florida at, at Car Candy. Um, yep. And Rupes was there as well doing like a polisher training. Um, I went to the uh, auto one at, with Mike Phillips uh, last year. Uh, you were there, actually. Yeah. And then I that did was the one boat of his boot one. camp courses. Yeah. And then I did the boat one this year. And then I trained with IGL, uh, the aviation training this year as well. That was the most recent one. And then I did just a few smaller ones like uh, with SB3 for Trinity. Um, I, I'm a Trinity installer. And then I've been to like an Xcoat training. Um, and I think that's it. So, you know, obviously you got time invested, money invested. Yeah. You know, and all of these unique trainings that you've been to because they all offer different levels right different aspects you yeah. gain value from all of them how it's like a resume you, yeah and how important would you say that is to you and your craft your business and everything i mean do you feel that you would be where you are without those uh, on your own no no so <laughs> when i first started i didn't even know how to use a buffer uh, excuse me um i it took me a, sorry now, tell me, me how you really feel <laughs> <laughs> it took me a year and a half to pick up a polisher like you know and if it wasn't for these trainings you know i wouldn't know how to polish i wouldn't know how to do ceramic coating i mean i wouldn't know anything i wouldn't know people in the industry i mean you got to look at it like this like you're adding to your resume you know somebody who does one thing you know they do it they do it good you know if for a reason that you need these, these trainings. Um, you know, I hear people say like, I personally, I'm a member of the IDA. I have my CD and SB, uh, certifications, you know, and I hear people like, Oh, well, what's the point of being in the IDA? Well, one, it's like, again, it's a resume. You're, you go to a customer and you say, Hey, look, you know, I've been to X, Y, and Z school. I've trained with, you know, this person, this person, I have my CD SB certifications. I'm in the 
I mean, they're like, wow. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you. And they may you. not know, right? And that's the biggest argument. Yeah. Oh, they don't it, know. They don't know what that means. No, you let them know. Exactly. I mean, it's like I wow people on a daily basis just with hearing that, you know, when they hear that type of stuff. And not only that, I mean, we get jobs from like warranty jobs from like Ding Shield and Dent Wizard, and they only use IDA members. So people think, oh, well, there's no benefit. I'm paying to be in a group. Not really. I mean, there's actually huge benefits, but you know, um, no, I to your point with be- the dent guys, you know, we brush shoulders with those guys at Mobile Tech Expo. So being yeah. in the same room and being able to see their value and then they see our value from an industry yeah. standpoint with the IDA, that's that that's the overall value, right? Of why yeah. they use us. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, no, to answer your question, I would definitely not be where I'm at. Um, from each training, I took one, at least one thing away, if not more, and if not added another service to my business. I mean, after training with Rennie at Detailing Success, I came back and established a level two detail that included paint enhancement, uh, engine detailing, steaming, and it's a four or $500 detail. I can't even tell you what that's done to my business. I mean, just the things that have been slowly implemented over time after just seeing the knowledge, the tools, I mean, just having the best of the best and just, you know, it's, there's no way other than up. I mean, really, it's just, but again, I'm obsessive. I'm a go-getter. So I just, I try to go hard into something that I'm, I'm passionate about, but you know, it also brings me income and I mean, who doesn't like money? So, you know, in order to get that, you need to work and, you know, so I just, I love what I do. I really do. And how many days a week are you putting in yourself at this point? six seven but, I mean, so, you're right. still in full-blown hustle mode i mean that's what we had talked about earlier where you've got yeah. where most people get into detailing business in their first one to three years they're kind of still wrapping their head around it and then you get into that three to five three to seven kind of time frame where you've got a good structure and a good foundation now you're just exercising it every day and chopping away right yeah and um that's where like you know there's still a hustle mode in between that that keeps you grinding and if you lose yes. sight of that you lose money yeah i don't know how to turn that hustle switch off i mean like so we have two mobile trucks now me and another guy you know we had just bought a shop recently and right now as we speak you know i'm in my home garage shop you know with the the, the next car sitting out front that i'm going to code after this you know it's like i someone asked me like, you know, when is enough enough? Like at at what point can you say like, okay, I'm satisfied, you know, or, and I don't think there's ever going to be a number or a a picture or anything that's, I'm just going to be able to, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm very happy and content with my life. Don't get me wrong. Um, This has changed my life in a million ways and everyone knows it. Um, But, you know, I just, there's just so much more that can be done and just, you know, I don't know. It, this makes truly makes me happy doing it. No, and I think that's that's a limited mindset when somebody's like, well, how much is enough is enough? Think about it. A lot of these people, you know, a lot of great people that are in charge or created brands that have come from hustling out of flea markets, hustling out of raceways, you know, mothers, yeah. for example, you know, they were selling their polish at a raceway out of the back of a, of a basically like a hatchback. 
you know, and <laughs> same thing with Adams, you know, he, Adam was hustling out of one of the uh, flea markets out in Cali. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things that you could always say, Oh, when's enough enough. You know, when do you think you're going to get too big? Look at the, look at these brands now, you know, look at these people, look at these things that, that happen, you know, Amazon, Google, all these major brands, you know, there's never a cap. You're your only cap. Yeah. And for, and for anybody who's like fresh in, in your first year or so, and you know, you might not know anybody. Well, you know, I didn't know Justin or I didn't know any of these people at one point in time. And I just went out there one day after the next, put one foot in front of the other and let my work do the talking, you know, and just nonstop hustle. I mean, I could be out on a date with my wife and I'm like, babe, hold up real quick. And I'll see a Ferrari and I'll go and drop a card on it. I mean, I still do that to this day as the owner, as having employees. And, you know, I don't care. Like <laughs> if I see a nice car, I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave a card on it. Might even go say hi to the owner. You know, it's just, you don't, every, everyone didn't just end up here. You know, everyone put in the work to, to get here. And if you just go day after day and just continue to hustle and don't let anything defeat you, you can be the same. I mean, it's, it's doable, you know? Yeah. Don't ever let any opportunity pass you by. And just remember, you're your own worst competition. You know, you're yeah. the only one that's going to get up earlier than the next guy, stay later than the next guy, and work harder than the next guy. Because yep. your 100% is not their 100%. Yeah. You're never going to find an employee that, you know, wants it just as much as you, you know. No, no. I, I learned that as well. <laughs> now, let's go through the path of, you know, how your services have developed and evolved over the years. When you first got involved, like you said, you were doing washes, basic detailing, and then you started, you know, adding like that level two into it. How, how much more growth did you start seeing and how did that transition? Like, give me the play by play over the years. Like you started doing washes and more of express stuff and then where to go from there. So when, when I first started, I was doing hand washing, which was $25 for a car, $30 for an SUV. I was doing a wash and wax for... I think 55 and 65 for a car and an SUV. And I was doing full detailing for 150 and 175, I think, or something Bundled like interior, that. Exterior kind of scenario. Yeah, like, yeah, wash, wax, cleaning condition, the seats, shampoo, the floors and floor mats. And so um, that's what I was doing. And, you know, then, like I mentioned earlier, when I met, my one customer who was like, I knew that that was a low number. So I only did that for like a week. And he, luckily he was one of my first customers. And so I changed that. I think I kept the other prices what they were. But um, again, it wasn't until I went to back to training, you know, when I went to my first training and learned ceramic coating where I was able to start, you know, learning about other services and adding them in. Um, I kept my prices pretty low. Um, up until so this is the fifth year um let's see my prices started off at 25 and 30 for a wash um now they're 40 for a car 50 for an suv or a truck but even that took five years just to get it to there like i've always kept my prices kind of like not very cheap but like on the low side you know i thought maybe that might give me a leg up on the competition maybe by you know being a, a good people person you know like talking with people and, and having a fair price. Um, Cause back to them wealthy folks, you know, believe it or not, some of them, some of them don't want to pay a lot of money for their things, regardless of how much money they have. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then after I trained with Rennie, we added the level two detailing 
which that's 400 for a car, 450 for an SUV or a truck, and 500 for a three-row SUV or something big. And then we also do Dr. Color Chip touch-up paint services. Um, through coronavirus, that was something I took advantage of. They had a big sale on their paint set. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's just a match-by-eye system. You don't need a paint code. I, I mean, I thought, you don't come, you, every car you come across has chips and nicks. And, you know, so I'm like, hey, that'd be a nice little easy uh, service to add. And, you know, almost every, every other person wants that on the car. So that's been just something nice to add. And, you know, little things, trim restoration and stuff like that. Nice. Now, when you started adding coatings, obviously you dug more into the paint correction side of things. How were you managing that being a mobile detailer? So, yeah, that that was tough. I would try to find somewhere, obviously, like in a garage in their house uh, to do it because I wouldn't I wouldn't do it out in the sun. I actually did a portion of my black truck in the sun because we used to live in a condo. I didn't have a garage or anything. And that was the first one I did when I came out of training. And uh, I almost forgot, you know, like I let it sit on there for like 10 minutes and then I went to wipe it off and it was, was not coming off. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was supposed to take it off. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't always this like skilled guy doing airplanes and Ferraris. You know, I it took me a while to like really get everything and feel 100 percent comfortable and confident. And like, you know, um, like for you, like, you know, you go to these things and talk like at Auto Geek and to be able to like talk about the pads and just all these things like that's a lot of knowledge to gain over time, you know? Um, so, you know, for anyone, just don't be discouraged or, you know, it, it definitely takes yeah. time. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Repetition. The, you know, the more you study it, the more you exercise it, the more you live it, breathe it. Um, and you start dreaming about it and then it, then, then, you know, you're, you're, you're obsessed, right? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now with, with the services and as you gained, obviously gained momentum in being able to build your revenue and things of like that, did you start uh, at what point in time or have you started tracking the time invested into a vehicle so you could dial in, you know, your hourly rate for where you want to be as a business? Because I think essentially that will be a game changer for anybody, let's say figure out how much time is invested for the process that they're offering, whether they give or take on that process to uh -huh. figure out the happy medium, whether they want to make 50, 75, 100, 125, whatever it is that they want to make per hour to make that consistent, even as you're washing vehicles. Have you figured that out yet? So uh, a shame to say no. So I know what it takes that like, for example, roughly, it takes roughly two hours to detail a car. It takes roughly two and a half to detail an SUV. Um, but it could depend if there's pet hair or certain scenarios. But uh, washing a car takes about 50 minutes. Um, but, you know, I, I've been wanting to mark like on a jug with all the products and materials, like how much we're using per, you know, spray bottle. So this way you could really account for you know, exactly what the cost is of the detail and what you're putting into it. Um, but no, I haven't, unfortunately haven't done that math. Um, my wife recently, who's been a lot more involved in the business, she left, she worked for the school district for like 15 years and left her career to get behind our business because this business has just continued to double by myself year after year. 
And we also own another small business, a home watch business. And so she now does that full time for the businesses. Um, and so she's been a big help with being able to kind of like track things and, you know, come up with processes and procedures and just, you know, really be a big help with like this whole shop process and just everything. So she does all that kind of behind the scenes stuff. Gotcha. So you got a lot of that information being locked in on knowing that you're profiting. You just haven't gotten to the smaller aspect of that to where you really got it dialed in. But exactly. You got a lot going on though. So, I mean, and that's completely understandable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we do definitely have a lot going on, but yeah, I would like to do that though. So I can kind of track everything a hundred percent, you know? Now, how much in these past five years have you grown away from, the basic services, the washes, the vacuums into more of the premium, more in-depth stuff. Do you give you quite a bit? Are you doing those more often? So we still do like, uh, you know, now that I have like employee, I had two employees throughout this season. And then one of them we got rid of uh, about two months ago. And for the summer, we're just going to hold on to my guy, Jordan, for the moment excuse me, might end up hiring somebody with the whole shop thing happening and we'll definitely be hiring somebody come next season. But, um, uh, I'm trying, what did you ask again? I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. As far as the, uh, the transition of services, like going from, yeah, going from your washing back to where you are now. I mean, Okay. Yeah. So we still offer them services. Um, what I was, what the reason I brought up my employees is because uh, I kind of like delegated that in season to them. So, you know, one of them was just strictly doing all of our like weekly, bi-weekly hand washes and things gotcha. of that nature. Okay. Now that it's just me and the one guy, um, I'll kind of glance at the schedule at night. You know, my wife will say, Hey, look, this is what's happening for tomorrow. And I'll kind of pick the day that I would like to go with, or if it's something that I need to do like wet sanding or something, you know, um, I kind of go about it that way, but I try to, to do more of like the level two detailing. I personally do all the ceramic jobs. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's a Bentley sitting outside the garage door right now. That's going to get a full ceramic inside and out, um, after when, when we're wrapped up. Um, so I do all the bigger stuff, but I do still do hand washing and stuff like that. Uh, I do see value in customers who are on uh, weekly, monthly schedules to have their car washed because, you know, you continue to do a good job for them, even though it's a small job. They do kick up them bigger jobs occasionally or referrals and things like that. So uh, I still still do, you know, show them love as well. No, good. And that's for a lot of your existing clients. And when you get new clients and they want just those basic services, is this something you're still offering or is that something you also push over to your employees so that can be taken care of through them? Yeah, uh, it's something that we still offer. And again, right now, it just depends on what day it falls on and, and who's doing what on that day. But yeah, ideally, uh, at busier times, you know, that would be stuff that I would have my delegate to my employee. And that's been a huge help having somebody else be able to do that while you could focus on the bigger stuff. Yeah. Well, my wife, she not only does like the scheduling now, so she schedules our days, but then I'll also just send her like the pictures that I took throughout the day. She'll post everything online, do the marketing side. And, you know, we have somebody doing a marketing campaign right now, trying to bring in some new customers and, you know, to this new location. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot, lot in motion and and she does a lot behind the scenes and uh, it takes a lot off of my plate, which is nice. That's awesome. 
Now, with yeah. you having an employee and you having also gone through a lot of different training, how was that for you with training that employer? Did you only show them the services that you wanted to? Because right now, you know, <laughs> everybody's having a hard time finding people to work from agenda. Oh, right? my God. So how is that working out for you? And what have you done to make the culture of So Fresh and So Clean appeal to them to want to stay with you? And what have you shown them? Um, believe it or not, he's been a blessing. Oh my God. He used to work for a competitor for, for two years. And so he knows how to do washing, detailing, polishing, coding. So that was a huge plus. So, uh, we only really worked together for like, I'll say five days when I first hired him and I was comfortable. I mean, on day one, he just jumped right in and was like dressing carpets. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, like that was a huge difference than what I was used to. So I didn't have to do as, as much with him as far as just for the things I need him to know and do like going around doing mini details and washing waxes and full details. And, uh, but it's nice because he can still do coding jobs and, and things like that as well. Um, I would say at first, when I first hired somebody, I was probably, I'd probably be a little more nervous to show them things that I know, you know, like instead of now, I wouldn't, I don't think that would bother me. For example, like, you know, showing a, a, an employee how to do something that I'm doing, you know, that wouldn't, I wouldn't let that worry me like, oh, well, what if he turns around and quits? Cause people have a fear of that. And I mean, if they turn around and quit, well, Hey, look, best of luck to you. Thanks for your help. You know, I mean, you can't really like, you can't keep somebody hostage. I mean, if they want to go, they're going to go. And unfortunately, you know, things happen and um, people are people. I mean, I've had to train like six people back to back and I just knew none of them were going to work out and they didn't. And then luckily I met Jordan and he, it's just been a blessing in disguise. So he's going to be um, kind of holding down the mobile units out here. And ideally once this shop happens in June, I'll be out of the shop kind of focusing on that. And then like we talked about a little, uh, I'll be doing classes and things to bring in more services. Very nice. Yeah. And as far as employment side goes, I mean, I do hear that a lot where a lot of people get nervous that they may think that somebody's yes. going to break yeah. off and do their own thing and be a direct yeah. competitor. Out of the hundreds of detailers I've talked to across the country, there are very few that have a backstory saying, yeah, I used to work for so-and-so. Then I started my own business. Yeah. You don't hear that. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. You don't, I know. And, and you don't hear it and you don't hear a success story behind that. You know no. what I mean? I mean, it's there, I'm sure. Don't don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's not something that you hear often. Yeah, you, know? you can't you can't let that control you or like be in fear that, you know, oh, I can't show him. You know, I helped a buddy of mine open up his own business, a detailing business, a mobile detailing business in our in our in my area, like uh, last summer. And he's doing great, you know, and that's good. I, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I felt like I was well enough established at the point to where I could still do me without being affected by it. And, you know, we're both doing great. And, you know, now I can turn around and be like, Hey, sweet, look, we're both, you know, doing our thing, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that a lot of people, they get in their own way, you know, and yeah. I have the same thing. I have about 12, maybe 15 local detailers that I help. I come by the shop all the time to buy product, water, whatever it may be. And I'm always giving them little golden nuggets to help them grow. Am I worried? Not at all. There's a reason why they put, you know, a Wawa right across from a Cumberland or a, 
you know, McDonald's right across from a Burger King. Yeah. It's all the same stuff, but they've got their own clientele. Yeah. You know, it's all about, you know, the perceived value, but also the experience that the customer is getting. And not every customer is going to be your customer. And obviously yeah. if that customer went towards that guy that just left you and he gained them, then that wasn't your customer. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's, and it now being in business a little bit now, you can see that easier and be like, look, we're just not a good fit. And you can just shake hands and part ways. But like, at first, you know, I wanted to please everyone and, and I didn't want to lose a customer. And, no. you know, I was willing to wash a car for $27 because I, oh, it's a cool car. And I, I want to post that on, on Facebook. And, but you know, that all that does is that hurts the industry as a whole, because then you got people out here washing cars for $25, $30, which I'm not knocking anybody. You heard no. me say it. I was doing it myself. The market thinking that's a standard when it's not. Exactly. And it just kind of hurts everyone as a whole. I mean, I wouldn't see it as a bad idea for like neighborhoods to have their own detailing meeting association kind of groups where you all meet up with one another and go over pricing and services. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure nobody would be with it, but, you know, I feel like it would be one way for the whole area to be on the same page as a standard because, you know, you have, and again, I'm not, not knocking anyone, car washes, nothing, but you have car washes that say like the ceramic soap or, you know, and then people think like, oh, well, I got ceramic on my car. And it's <laughs> not, confusing not, and misleading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And that's, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest issues and it being a buzzword, right? You know, and that's, yeah. that's where a lot of consumers don't realize that, you know, the stuff that they buy when it comes to ceramic, right? They go in the store, they see these labels that say ceramic on them. I mean, Technically, all they got to do is put 1% of that formulation in there to call it a ceramic. And yeah. that's what becomes confusing to the, to the consumer because they feel that the $500 or $1,500 job that you're selling them is the same as what's in that bottle for $599. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's like, no, 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 no. Way completely different spectrum. Yeah. But no, I agree. It's, it's, it, it becomes confusing in the market with those prices. But you're right, though. If everybody did get on the same page, you know, in an example, let's just say you have a semi-saturated area, you know, that is a 30 to 40 mile radius, but you've got 30 to 40 detailers in that area, right? Yeah. If everybody did get together and kind of had a lot of similar rates, when a consumer calls around and shops, they're going to realize everybody I keep calling around to is around That's the same the price. What, what the hell? That's yeah. what... Then they get the one or two guys or handful of guys that are like, yeah, you know, let's just say they called around and everything was average of four or $500. Then they get the guy that they call that is charging only two fifty. That's the thing. It's going to make them think, why is this guy charging so cheap? When I called five other guys that quoted me between four to $500 for the same service. Exactly. And that's when exactly. the, the light goes off to the consumer. And what a lot of the guys don't understand that are against getting on the same page is, if you're not charging the four to five hundred dollars, this will allow you to jump into that space to charge four to five hundred dollars. Now you're able to make more because you're getting on the same page. So if you weren't getting that before, now you have the opportunity to get it. Yeah. Why would you want to turn money down? <laughs> I know. I think I think that would be a great idea. I really do. But I just you know I just see so many people being like, nah, I'm against it. You know, some people are super humble, which is fine. Um, you know, where they're like, oh, I make enough money to pay my bills, do what I got to yeah. do, support my family. 
you know, the term nice guys finish last really play out to people who have that mindset and not to throw shade on them. But, you know, if, when you're in business, you're in business to build, you're in business to profit, you're in business yeah. to grow, you're in business to leave a legacy for yourself, your name, who you are, your family, and yeah. having that kind of mindset kind of, or does limit you to those yeah. opportunities. I think Rennie said it. He's like, when you're in, you're in business, you don't realize it, but you're eventually you're in business eventually to sell your business, you know, to, to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes down to how you name your business, how you, you know, represent the business. You know, if it's all you and you're a single man yeah. band with your name oh, yeah. on the door, there, there's no way to, to really scale the business at that point. Yeah. And if you are owner and operator, I mean, I was owner and operator for a while, you know, you really got to be careful. You know, you want to look the part, you take care of yourself, you know, wear a, have some work shirts made a work hat, or, you know, you just really want to look the part and, and, you know, everywhere you're at, because people will know you around town and, you know, some people don't take that into consideration, you know, you can't, uh, you know, leave a job and just start blaring music and, you know, presentation is everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I, sometimes that like, to me, that seems like common sense, but you see things sometimes. And so, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. No. And that's, that's exactly what you're doing in exercising, you know, like with your truck, do you have your truck outside right now? Uh, yes. You, are you able to, to, to do a quick pat yeah. walk around on it just to show what that yeah, looks of course. like? Yeah. Uh, should I turn that? Let me see if I can turn the camera around. Uh, it's all right. I'll let you right. know. There we go. Oh, here's my, this is my Wednesday car. This it's is your my Wednesday? Bentley. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Th- now this is the one I'm going to be coating. I'm going to coat the wheels, the glass, the interior, and a seven-year coating on it. So let's see. There you Can go. You- so I'm coming from behind you. I get your phone number. I get your yes. mobile detail and I get your name. And look, you've got a custom logo for that. Yeah, we got Dr. Color Chip down yep. here just to show that we do that as well. If you're on the side, we got uh, Glass Parency logo, our website, and IDA member logo. Got the Reflection Artist. Shout out the gang. Thank got you, all thank these you. little companies back here. And then when you're on the side here, you can see some of the services we do. Touch up paint, paint correction, oh, ceramic coating. Up. I lost your visual. Uh, okay. Let's see. There we go. Uh, okay, there we go. You got it? Yep, yep. So what I like on that is that, okay, so you you, you have your name. You're well-branded. Uh-huh. You have in big, bold letters, you're a mobile detailer. Got to love that, right? Yep. Phone number. And then all the other, you know, logos from different brands. Okay, let's, let's play the devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah, most customers don't know what that means. Oh, my gosh, why would you put stickers? No, but what about the ones that are intrigued by it? You know what I mean? Or what about the ones that inquire about it after they see you? You know what I mean? It's a conversation piece. Regardless if they know what it is or don't know what it is, it's a conversation piece. It allows you to get more involved and engaged with your client for communication. Yeah. And And like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like all these up here, like I just put these on my water tank because I I wouldn't want to put them on the paint, but. But I do have these ones here, like you said. Yeah, but it allows you to tell your affiliation with why you have it on there. And there's a backstory to it. And that yeah. intrigues people. They're like, oh, you're 
you're like with the company on a personal level, then they feel more <laughs> confident on yeah. exercising your services versus the guy that just slapped the sticker on because he got it in the mail with his product. Yeah, no, I agree. So th- that, that was one of the points that I wanted to make and what you're doing in regards to marketing, not just your brand, but you're marketing the brands that you're affiliated with. And whether it means something or not, it's still putting it out there because you don't want to leave anything on the table, right? Yeah, for sure. And then on my other truck, uh, instead of the Glass Parents T1 and the IDA one, I think it has like IGL, System X and SB3 or something. But to your point, you know, like you said, and then you, you go and do a coding for this person and you're using that product, you know, they, they, they like that. They're like, oh, wow, you know, this is a, this guy's a real representative of the company. And, you know, and so the, I think that's meaningful as well. And tell me the value of having a couple different brand option codings and what that does for you and your clientele versus being tunnel vision with just one brand. So, you know, I, I usually, I would say typically use like three companies. However, I have a whole fridge full of different uh, coatings because, you know, you, you do things for certain people that you might not do for others. You might give somebody a break and, you know, uh, I don't know, say somebody only wants to pay X amount of dollars. Well, you know, I have this one that's, it's all right. You know, it might. And for that reason, just for different levels and, you know, um, I don't know, you know, uh, for at first I like to try all the different coatings out. I kind of like to play, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store with chemicals. That's the best and stuff way to like go. To yeah. Out. And, and so like, for example, would you like to see the, co- the uh, my fridge is in front of me with the coatings. Would you like to see what's yeah, in there? Yeah, let's take a peek at it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, I like to just kind of have a little bit of everything in all honesty. So. I, I lost you. Hold on one. Lost your, there you, you can hear me now? I can hear you, but no visual. Yeah, I know. I don't it says your video is stopped. And then on the screen it says done speaking. Oh wait, there we go. There we go. Yeah. I it's don't that know bolt what of happened. a fridge. You open it up, it <laughs> cuts the signal. <laughs> I lose you. I know. So this this whole side right here is all coatings. I got all single loose ones up here on the top. And then we got, see, look, like for example, armor shield, you know, this is, this stuff is, you know, it's not the greatest. So for somebody who might want to just pay a few hundred bucks or something, Hey, you know what? I have this one that, you know, we got some, some Marine coating, some fireball, some underdogs, system X, even got some Kisho super glass coating from Japan. And then in this bottom shelf here, we got all these down here, some car candy, some local ones. Very nice. See, but that's the thing is you have options in your arsenal to provide to every level of customer. And if you need exactly. to change something up on the fly for any reason, because say the coding is not acting the way you need it to for application, it allows you to alter that in-house and still deliver a premium service. Exactly. Yep. I agree. We, we coded a uh, airplane, a seaplane last Friday, and we ran into some issues with that because it was a wet sanding job and there was so little paint left on the airplane because it was a bad paint job to begin with that when we were coating it in certain parts where the paint was really thin, the ceramic was so aggressive that when you put it on that area and wiped it, it would turn it white. And Ooh. so 
I know. So because of that, I then switched to another coating that I thought would be a little less um, aggressive because it had a longer chore time. And then we did that and boom, it didn't happen again. So we were able to save it after all that hard work because after bringing that airplane back to that color orange that it was, if, if I would have just made the whole thing white again, I would have been so disappointed. And I know the owner would. So that, that worked out really well. Very nice. Very nice. And that's a valid point. That's one of the things I wanted to point out because that's, again, in the field, in the trenches, however you want to label it, you're, you're in there, you're working, you're grinding, you're hustling. That's why a lot yeah. of people listen to this podcast because, yes, we get all sides of the spectrum from the manufacturer all the way down to the end user, detailer, you name it. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, this is vital information for a lot of guys getting into it because things can be very confusing in our industry, as you know. You know, there's yeah. a lot of good information out there. There's a lot of misleading information. And, you know, when you get in these groups and these forums, sometimes people have blinders on and they have good information, but it's also just directed towards one thing kind of scenario. Yeah. And that's where keeping your options open and exercising those things like you have shown make you more successful. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, as much as I might like one brand or one thing, you know, when you attach yourself to that one thing that limits your options on other things, you know, so, uh, but yeah. Well, good, man. I appreciate you being on and I appreciate all the information and your background story and everything that goes along with it. You definitely come a long way. Uh, Thank very you. Proud, I yeah. Very proud to know you and very proud to see what you've done. And, uh, and of course your post, you got to follow this guy. There's a lot of badass cars in Naples and he's always having the opportunity to work on them and post them. And so, if you're interested in, in watching that kind of thing, like Supercar Blondie, right? You know, always being around badass cars. Um, <laughs> he definitely has the opportunity. And, you know, how would how would people get a hold of you? What what what's your social media? What's you know, all the good stuff? So but uh, on both Facebook and on Instagram, it's so fresh and so clean detailers. It's not the word end. It's the symbol. Uh, so fresh and so clean detailers, LLC. And uh, we're also on uh, LinkedIn as well under the same thing. So fresh and so clean detailers. Very cool. And then if um, last words of encouragement um, uh, or, you know, advice, what would you have to say for people listening that are in your position? Uh, Don't give up. Don't quit. You know, Uh, again, if I, if five years ago, if I was watching this video, I'd be like, Oh man, that's, that's this dude's cool. You know, whatever he's, he's doing this and that, but, you know, it took me a while to get here, you know, just don't give up. You know, we all come from a, a checkered past, you know, that has nothing to do with, with this, this industry, with detailing. I mean, you can dive into this. You can not only make money, you can have fun, you can meet people, you can, you know, the camaraderie, anything you want, you can get out of this. So I would just definitely advise people don't give up, don't quit. You know, uh, I was laughed at several times by, you know, close people said off, you can't do that, you know, and now we're on track to do half a million dollars this year. So, you know, uh, don't give up. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Well, Chris, thank you. I appreciate you being on. And uh, for those of you that, you know, may have come in on the Facebook side a little late due to our technical difficulties, (laughs) this, the full part of it from the start will be on uh, our YouTube channel and any of the uh, podcast platforms. 
And this is Reflection Artist Live number 27 with Chris Wilkins. So again, thank you. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Uh, we're right up on that time frame of getting this complete. So I'm going to let you go, Chris. That way you can get back onto that Bentley. And right. um, I hear something unloading out of my front door. Hopefully it's some product <laughs> or something that I ordered. So I'm going to let right. you go. And uh, everybody have a great day. Chris, I'll talk to you later. All right, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Everybody take Thanks. care. Thanks for watching. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.